You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Uh, we're starting today with some TCU football news. We got a uh, new coach on the coaching staff, um, running backs coach. Coming over from Memphis, Anthony Jones is his name. New running backs coach hired uh, from the Memphis Tigers. He is replacing Rashad Samples, who was running backs coach at TCU for a short time, also H recruiter in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. want to give a shout-out to uh, Mason Stevens, who was a loyal Locked On Horn Frogs listener. Um, hit me up on Instagram and was telling me about Jones, telling me about um, Anthony Jones' background. Coach some really good running backs at Memphis, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Antonio Gibson, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, guys that have gone on to the NFL. Um, he spent some time in the high school ranks in Tennessee. So he has, you know, some familiarity with high school coaching, not in the state of Texas, but in the state of Tennessee. Um, kids seem to love him. He did a great job there at Memphis, known as an excellent recruiter, known as a high-energy guy. Uh, so he comes over and replaces Rashad. And I think it's a, a good job. You know, Mason sent me all this on Instagram. The kids today, they seem to really like Instagram. That seems to be sort of the young people's social media of choice. Some of you listening might think that I'm young if you've seen me like on social media or something because I'm 29 years old, but I have three children and I have one kid on the way. So I'm really like 45 years old. But uh, Mason, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you sending me some information uh, and some background on Anthony Jones. Um, but I think this is a good hire for TCU. Um, you know, we, we talked about the NFL pedigree that he's coached. Obviously, Tony Pollard has gone and have a really nice career with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Daryl Henderson was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and he has had a pretty solid and good NFL career under Sean McVay. Um, he was named to the American Football Coaches Association's 35 under 35 Leadership Institute and was part of the 2022 NCAA and NFL Coaches Academy. This information coming from Hornfrog Blitz and Jeremy Clark. Um, he was at the helm of some really productive offenses at Memphis. Memphis is known for being a high-flying offense, um, a team that can score, a team that gets it done on the ground and through the air that has versatile backs that go on to play in the NFL. So I think all in all, this is a, a good, solid replacement for a really good coach in Rashad Samples. He'll have some um, good players to work with, with Kendra Miller, Amari DiMercato, Amani Bailey coming over. Um, and, and I don't – I saw this name hit the transfer portal today, and I don't know how interested TC would be because they're – pretty full at the running back position. Um, but Ulysses Bentley, who had a huge game against TCU last year and was a great running back for SMU all year long, he's informed uh, Rhett Lashley and, and the coaching staff there that he's moving on. So I don't know if the SMU-TCU ties will be helpful there. Again, you know, like I said, they've already made some moves in the transfer portal to get running backs. Um, but I would just keep an eye on kind of what his interest is and – where he might go because he's a really good back. But something that's encouraged that has encouraged me since Sonny Dykes took over, um, the staff he assembled initially, really strong. 
And then his ability to get replacements for a couple guys that left before the season even started. I feel like he did a good job there. I've just been struck. I mean, it seems like he really has a good feel and a good idea for targeting and finding young coaches who connect well with their players, who know how to recruit, who know how to navigate the world of college football, who seem to have an eye and an understanding of where the sport's going. And I think that's beneficial. I mean, I think that's something that's going to serve this program really well over the next couple seasons. Um, but given the time frame, given the situation, I think this is a great pickup. I was disappointed when Coach Samples left. Um, you know, he headed to the LA Rams. Mason Stevens on Instagram, and then I, you know I saw this elsewhere also said that Anthony Jones was in the mix for that job as well. He was also interviewing for that Rams gig. And I mean, losing Samples is a big deal because of that ability to recruit the state of Texas because of his connections, who he is, being a rising star in the industry. But I think they went and they found somebody who fits a similar profile. Players coach, good recruiter, young guy, ability to connect with uh, guys on the recruiting trail. And, you know, obviously, like, Tennessee is not a huge hotbed for TCU and what they're trying to do. But... Um, maybe that's an area now that they can unlock a little bit. Not all the time, not every single year, every single semester, but now that's a part of the country that there's some more access to. And as recruiting continues to become more and more of a national game, um, yeah, you want to lock down your home state, but you also want to have inroads other places. So that will help, uh, this hire will help in that regard. As well. So Anthony Jones coming over. Again, I think it's a good situation, good fit. Um, Coach Dyke seems to have an ability to go get guys that fit the profile and the culture of this coaching staff, which is exciting because if you have young up and coming coaches, you're probably going to lose more. Like that's just kind of how the game works. So you always got to be ready to. Be nimble, move on your feet, make things happen, make changes. And it uh, seems like they did the best they could do by nabbing Anthony Jones from Memphis. So we'll keep tabs on that um, as the offseason progresses, as we get closer to spring football. Coming up next, I'll have a quick note on a former TCU football player that got some good news today. And then we'll also look a little more closely at TCU and Seton Hall basketball coming up. On Friday night, this is Locked on Horn Frog. Okay, back on Locked on Horn Frog, segment number two. Uh, congratulations to former TCU offensive lineman Joseph Noteboom. He today uh, came out for me in Rappaport from NFL Network, signed a contract extension with the LA Rams. Three years, it could be worth up to $47.5 million. Seven and a half would be through incentives, so really it's a three-year, $40 million deal. $25 million of that guaranteed. Uh, big payday for the big fella. He's staying there in L.A. with the defending Super Bowl champs. Good chance that he replaces Andrew Whitworth, 
at one of those tackle spots if uh, Worth ends up retiring, which is not officially happened yet, but um, it's a good possibility. It's expected. He's played guard and tackle um, since he got selected in the third round in 2018. In four seasons, he made 17 starts in the regular season and made one start in the playoffs. So he's shown an ability to uh, be a valuable piece for them, and he's getting a payday. So congratulations to Joseph Noteboom. TCU has done a nice job, unfortunately not so much at the college level lately, but uh, of developing guys that have gone on to the NFL and have played well at the offensive line position. They've had a number of players that aren't necessarily like cornerstone franchise left tackles, but have found a niche, you know, making a roster, being a depth piece. Um, if you watch the NFL, if you watch any preseason game that happens in the summer, you will see the drop-off, like the biggest drop-off from the first-team offense to the second-team offense, and then you go down the line, is the offensive line. Like the skill positions, yeah, there's a drop-off. The QB, obviously, like that's front and center. That's something that everyone notices. But in my mind, it's it's hard to find quality offensive linemen. Like even just five good starters. Um, and then you're talking about depth on top of that. So good for Joseph Noteboom. Um, congratulations to him. Exciting that he's getting a payday. And obviously a good look for TCU being able to develop someone in the trenches who has gone on to have a nice NFL career. Um, so we'll monitor that situation. If any more news breaks there, TCU basketball, they're playing Friday night, late Friday night. If you have a true TV uh, in your cable package or you have a true TV subscription, you're in good shape. If not, you need to find one before 9 p.m. Central time on Friday when uh, the Frogs and the Pirates tip off. So Seton Hall, I talked about them yesterday. Um, a big team, a team that hits, hits the boards well. Also a team that defends really well. Um, these two squads are really mirror images of each other. I mean, they they both have some flaws, but they've both had big wins this year over some of the top teams in their conference. Seton Hall had some big wins out of conference against Michigan, against Texas. They were able to get it done. Um, Jared Roden is their big scorer, 15 points a game. Uh, they also have a big seven-footer in the middle. Ike Abaju, he's a he's a player, he's a stud, he's a great defensive player. Um, one thing that's a key, and it's a key in every game for TCU, but especially against a team that can defend well and that struggles at times to score, do not give them easy offense in transition, which means you got to hold on to the ball, you can't turn the ball over. And yesterday I discussed, you know, how I think the biggest piece here is Mike Miles. Not so much on the turnover um, count, the turnover situation, but just in the fact that he has the ability to create his own offense, to score, to be somebody that can go get his own bucket, that can get to a spot and make things happen. Um, and if he plays at a high level, if he plays like an NBA caliber guard, then this is a, a tough team to beat. Like they're just tough to beat because they got some good pieces around him. You know, I expect Emmanuel Miller and Eddie Lampkin to play well. The big responsibility for them this week is going to be hitting the glass, making sure Seton Hall doesn't get a lot of second-chance opportunities and giving TCU some second-chance opportunities because this is not a great shooting team. But the other guard in that rotation, Damian Ball, 
And I know Damien has frustrated people at times. I get it. He is always going a million miles an hour. He always seems to be on the verge of greatness and disaster at the same time. Like it's a fine line that he's walking. But when he's scoring in an efficient clip, when he's facilitating and breaking people down off the dribble, this offense goes to another dimension. Like they're just able to elevate to a place that uh, is better than if he's not playing well. I mean, that's a simple explanation, but he's a huge key for me. I think if, if Ball can play an efficient game, if he can get some shots, get some good looks, get some things going for himself, this team's significantly better. Um, so I, I think that's another guy to watch. You know, Mike Miles is going to have to get his points. But outside of him, who can score? Or if the defense starts to pay a lot of attention to Mike, who can, you know, find a way to get a bucket? Um, the Seton Hall team, they protect the rim well. They play well inside. So I'm expecting them to pack the paint. You're going to need somebody that hits jump shots. And Ball's one of the better jump shooters on this team. I mean, he's not just a dead-eye three-point shooter, but he can get hot and knock some shots down. So, huge weekend for the Frogs. Excited for them. Um, and, yeah, I think Damian Ball's going to be a huge key here. Joseph Noteboom gets contract extension. Anthony Jones from Memphis coming on to the coaching staff for TCU football as a running backs coach. And, of course, TCU basketball taking on Seton Hall on Friday night. Coming up later this week, I'll have a preview of the TCU baseball series against Baylor. They play Texas A&M Corpus Christi tonight. Um, and then we'll also be, you know, hitting the NCAA tournament hard all week long. This is the Lockdown Horn Frogs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for listening today. Again, it's your team, and it's every day.